Hey, welcome to the V1 Church Podcast. First of all, I want to check in with you. How are you doing? How are you feeling? It's so important to invest in your mental, emotional, and spiritual health. And when you click that play button, I believe that you have a divine appointment with your Heavenly Father to hear His words for you today. This is part four of our installment in Do Nothing, a series about God's design for rest. So go ahead, take a listen, and I'll talk to you on the other side of this message. Here it is, part four, be childlike, not childish. Hey, V1 Church, welcome to services today. My name is Mike Signorelli. I'm the lead pastor. If this is your first or second time visiting us, we want to welcome you. We want to welcome you home. I'm getting ready to read Ecclesiastes chapter 3. So let's jump right into the Word. Let's jump into the Bible and see what God has to say to you. But if you're joining us right now, I need you to know while you're finding Ecclesiastes chapter 3, I'm speaking to somebody right now. We don't believe in coincidences but I do believe in divine confirmation. And I can tell you this much, we're gonna talk about rest. More specifically, I'm gonna tell you what your creator has to say about rest. And see, the Bible says that the heaven and the earth will pass away, but my word is forever. And I believe that God's gonna speak a forever word into your life right now. So why don't you do this, pay it forward and share this broadcast with somebody who's watching. Tag some friends in the comments. I've been receiving direct messages, and emails and texts from people all over saying, Pastor Mike, I just watched part three of Do Nothing. I'm I'm a slobbering mess. Somebody said, I'm a slobbering mess. Somebody else said, "I'm, I'm shouting all over my house right now. I needed to hear what God had to say about rest. So listen, you are here on a collision course with destiny. See, the first century church, they were doing something supernatural when they declared the word of God. And even though it's on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, this is a supernatural event because when God's word is released, the Bible says it never comes back void. And so I I believe that it's going to accomplish everything that which it sets out to accomplish. Let me pray before we jump into Ecclesiastes chapter three. Father, I thank you for every single person watching right now. I pray God, whether they're holding their phone in their hand, whether they've got an iPad or a tablet, or they're streaming this to a television, Lord, that they would partake of what you have for them today. One word from you will change our life forever. And we thank you in advance for all the testimonies. And we thank you that we are entering true rest as we come out of our ignorance. We unlearn culture and the ways of this world. And we learn your sacred path today. In Jesus' name, and all the Jesus people said, amen, amen. Hey, let me read to you. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 before I introduce you to my good friend. It says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and then a time to gather up stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and then a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow 
a time to keep silent, and then a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war, and then a time of peace. The book of Ecclesiastes was written by what the Bible gives account was the most, I mean, crazy wise man to ever walk the planet. And in his wisdom, Solomon begins to give us an explanation of this dichotomy of life, this way that we oscillate between extremes, this way that these paradoxical natures can coexist in our reality. And he says there is a time for each and every one of those extremities. And there's actually something even in between. And so if you're watching this today, you may have heard one of those words and said, Pastor, I'm in one of those seasons right now. Globally, we're in a time of refraining from embracing. And so we see that in Ecclesiastes. You know, if you're going through life and the Bible says, actually count your days, number your days that your heart might be full of wisdom. And if you're just living life and you don't know how to number your days, the Bible says that the antithesis of that is foolishness. As a matter of fact, if you're listening right now and you don't understand how to discern and how to understand the times in which you are alive, that also is foolishness. And so wisdom is when you actually know the season and you know the appropriate way to act in that season. Ecclesiastes is saying, hey, it's wisdom to know that there's a time to dance, which means if it's a time to dance and you're not dancing, you're a fool for not dancing. Actually, Ecclesiastes is saying that there's a time to weep, which if you're the person who says, well, I just never cry, Pastor Mike, there might be a foolishness to your refrain from crying because there's a time to weep. Man, some of you are realizing right now that you just listened to one of the deepest sermons you've ever heard in your life while the preacher held a teddy bear. (laughs) But I want to tell you a story about my old friend. This is one of my favorite, um, favorite possessions in the entire world. And Um, When I was young, my mom said, if you're a good boy, you'll be rewarded. I'll bring you home a prize. I'll bring you home a reward. And this is my teddy bear. And no, I uh, do not sleep with this teddy bear anymore. It's been about two or three nights and I'm proud of myself. No, I'm I'm just kidding. But here's the thing. Um, You know, many of you have something like this in your possession. And I wanted to draw your attention to it because actually recently, as a result of all this fear in the atmosphere, our six-year-old, Everly, she said, Mommy and Daddy, I want to sleep in your bed. And I said, No, 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 Everly. Mommy and Daddy's bed is a sacred place. (laughs) And you can't sleep with Mommy and Dad. First of all, you're going to windmill kick me in the head. And mixed martial arts is not something that I want to involuntarily voluntarily uh, happen in, in the middle of the night. And second of all, um, no, we're married. <laughs> and sometimes the first territory that you take back from the devil is the wedding bed. <laughs> Can I get an amen in the comments from some married folks? If you're single, uh, okay, you'll see. But here's what I'm trying to say. I found out that my daughter is much like me and she needs rewards in life to motivate her. Is there anybody who knows what I'm talking about? And so I said, Everly, if you will sleep in your own bed for the next seven days, 
and I was secretly praying that that was going to be just long enough for her to form a new habit. I said, I will get you a teddy bear. And she's been wanting one and she loves them. And so that clicked for her. I could not get her to sleep in her own bed any other way. But when I attached a reward to it, all of a sudden she got motivated. Then she made it through the seven nights. We went online, we picked one out together and we shipped it. Well, she didn't know when it was going to show up. And so Everly is like kind of like going through the motions every day. Dad, when's it going to come? When's it going to come? And as a loving, good father, I told her whatever good father says, I don't know, stop bothering me about it. <laughs> and I said, it's on its way. Well, finally it showed up. So I took this teddy bear, I, I took it out of the packaging and I, I said, Everly, come over here, close your eyes. So she closed her eyes and she's six years old. She's basically me without a beard if you've never seen her before, just trying to give you a visual. And I said, Everly, close your eyes, hold your hands out. And all of a sudden she held her hands out and I said, I got something for you, keep your eyes closed. And I took it and I took the teddy bear and I put it in her hands and she opened up her eyes and she said, oh dad, I love this teddy bear. And of course it's a she, oh, she's so beautiful. And you know, she just began to hug it and love it. And now she's been attached to that teddy bear for the last couple of days straight. Now, why do I tell you that? I tell you that because Jesus said this kingdom this, this, sacred, this sacred path that you're going to walk as you follow me and you enter into this, you become a citizen of this, this whole other dimension, this whole other world, this, this place that has another set of rules and another language and a, another hierarchy, another way of being. As you come into this kingdom, you must understand that it is a childlike kingdom. But I want to remind you that it's childlike, not childish. And it's very childish to not be able to discern times and seasons. It's very childish to actually want whatever we want on demand and give it to ourselves. It's childish, but he said it must be childlike. And I got this profound revelation for us concerning rest. Because see, what happens is we live in a world where we have become our own parents. And that's one of the most dangerous things that can ever happen is that you actually are given charge over your own life. And many of us are bad parents to ourselves because when we want a teddy bear, we just click the button and give ourselves a teddy bear. And we, we, when we want it now, we get it now. And see what makes this so precious to me is it's one of a kind. But some of you have a pile of teddy bears because you've given yourself whatever you wanted on demand whenever you wanted and something that's so precious actually becomes worthless. And see, that's where some of you right now are still reeling from that sting that you felt. And, and I just had to be, I had to be real with you today. When I looked at Ecclesiastes, it's the wisdom of discerning times and seasons. But see, to be childlike means to assume that you have a parent. And in Everly's situation, I was parenting her by saying, you're going to earn the reward of this bear. I was parenting her when it got shipped to her house and there was a duration of time that she waited and what completed the circuitry of discipline in her life was my parenting. And I wasn't just leading her, uh, her life. I was actually leading her soul. I was teaching her something in the realm of your emotions because I was teaching her patience. I was teaching her 
how to earn something. I was teaching her how to live her life. And see, what, the reason why you watch these broadcasts every Sunday and, and you attend the local churches because there is this sacred path that won't make sense to the world because see, when they want intimacy, they say, well, I should be able to get that on demand. Oh man, you don't hear me preaching today. And, and sometimes when you don't get that need met in, the, in your relationship, now there's polyamorous relationships where you can go get that need met through other people and somehow that's okay because that's your preference. This is the kind of madness that I'm hearing. But we have lost the wisdom of Ecclesiastes that says, wait a second, there's a time and there's a season wait a second, there's going to be a season, yes, even in a healthy, good marriage where that person's not going to meet your needs because they need their needs met. But if you become the kind of person that doesn't understand that the kingdom version of rest is childlike, not childish, you will become your own worst parent and you'll begin to give yourself whatever you want on demand. And there's a wisdom that's being restored to the kingdom, a wisdom that's being restored. There's something to be said. See, and I'm just going to read you Romans chapter 8 verse 25 says it like this, okay? Romans chapter 8 verse 25 says, but if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. See, there's, there's some that have their own definition of slowness. And they say, God, but I've been waiting so long. And God says, actually, it's just been 24 hours by my definition of slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with what? Put on compassion. Put on kindness. Put on humility. Put on gentleness. And then the last one, patience patience, patience. See, there was something so right in Everly's world where I said, I'm going to grow you, Everly. Right now, you want to sleep with your parents, and that's actually childish, especially for a six-year-old. Can I get an amen? That's childish. But there's something childlike about her being filled with wonder, her being filled with anticipation as she lays down in her bed and fear turns into excitement because there's this invisible teddy bear in her arms that she's a imagining saying, oh man, my dad set it up so that if I can go through six more sleeps after this one, I'm going to get the thing that I desire. Oh, it's going to be so awesome. And so all of a sudden, this is what we see if we replay the video of her reality. But in her mind, this is what Everly's experiencing. It's almost this tactile experience because there's wonder and imagination that's dominating her mind because she's childlike, because she's being parented well. And then all of a sudden, Seven days later, we have this breakthrough moment where she realizes I made it. I've accomplished my goal. I'm finally going to get it. And then it gets shipped. And I say, okay, keep being patient. And as she waits, she builds wonder.
And as she waits, she builds anticipation and excitement. And then there's this huge payoff where all of a sudden she closes her eyes and she opens her hands like this. And as she opens her hands, her dad places the thing which she desires and has imagined with such a childlike imagination that when she opens her eyes, it becomes the very blueprint fulfilled in her life. And she is just ecstatic with joy. And if you were to ask me where your joy went, you started parenting yourself poorly. If you were to ask me, where did your excitement and your wonder happen? You started parenting yourself poorly. You said, and you started accepting a lesser form of what God has for you. And so the sacred way that we walk and how we go from restlessness to true rest is we say, God, I don't want to be in charge of my life anymore. God, I don't want to be in charge of the reward system of my life because I keep pressing that button and giving myself things before I should have them. I keep making that phone call. I keep showing up to that place. I keep trying to get a lesser form of what you have for me. And so the first step is you turning it over. For me, I mean, that that's the story of my entire adult existence was me saying in my own woundedness, God, I'm just going to do for myself the thing that they won't do for me. Second Peter chapter three, verse eight says this. It says, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. Are you tired of being single in a global pandemic? Don't end up with a pile of teddy bears because they diminish in value the more you have. Come on, somebody knows what I'm talking about. Don't end up with a, with a pile of names and experiences and, and digital experiences in, in hopes that maybe if I could just get another one, it'll make sense because what makes this so cherished is that there's only one. Are, are you married and you're just tired? Like, when's my husband going to change? I'm growing weary in my well-doing, Pastor Mike. I, because see, some of the weariness that we're experiencing is not a lack of sleep. It's a lack of patience. Oh, some of the weariness that we're encountering is saying, God, I feel like I want to quit praying for him because he's not changing. But Second Peter chapter 3, verse 8 was the wisdom of God that said, hey, your version of slowness is not God's version. Your, your, your view of time is not God's word, view of time. And the last thing is, for me in my own personal life, I just begin to say, God, I want to be a recipient of your perspective. And see, what Everly was saying was like, I'm being parented by my dad and he loves me and he wants the best for me. And I don't really understand why I can't sleep in his bed. It doesn't make sense. You know, this is, this is Everly's perspective. It doesn't really make sense why I can't, but I do and I, I want a teddy bear. And see, the ways of God may not make sense to you. The ways of God just might not be something that your finite mind can comprehend. You know, it's funny because I was thinking about this the other day, but it's like I begged and fasted and pleaded God for a building and then a global pandemic happened. And I feel like the Holy Spirit was like, hey, do you see why I waited to give you a building now? <laughs> I mean, see, and I think for many of you watching, you're like, God, why haven't you given me this yet? Why hasn't my life changed? Why haven't I seen this? And God's saying, Trust me. So here's the solution, and we're going to pray. Stop parenting yourself poorly. 
surrender to your heavenly father. Let him set it up. Let him do it in your life. Here's another solution. Begin to gain wisdom and say, God, give me a discerning of times and seasons. Help me, God, to change my restlessness. You know, something that really blew my mind is that you are also a body. You're not just a spirit, but you are a body. Did you know that scientific studies have shown that you have a light sensory capability within your brain and your optic nerve? And if you're artificially putting light in your eyes, you are changing the hormone production of your body and dramatically reducing the quality of even your sleep. And it doesn't take a Cambridge study to give us that revelation. The book of Ecclesiastes says, hey, there's a time for everything. And and see what God gave us was a sun and a moon. But what man gave us is the light bulb. And the light bulb seems like a great invention and we put it in backlight screens so that we can look into our phone until all of a sudden we find out that it's severely damaged our hormone production. It's impeded our ability to get deep restful sleep. And so we thought that we summited this mountain of technology. Look God at what we have accomplished and God's saying, hey, that human made source of light is gonna be something that if you don't control it, it's gonna control you. Oftentimes, what we think we're doing is helping ourselves. What we think we're doing, but but God's saying, my way is still always the best, best way. So if you're watching this right now and you're saying, Pastor Mike, my soul is longing. I'm desperate. I need rest. I got sleep, I, I, but I don't have control. Or in my attempts to control, that's when I've lost everything. Restlessness comes from trying to control a world that's constantly changing. And if you're saying, Pastor Mike, I've tried, I've tried, I just don't know what else to do. This is what worship in and of itself is. It's an expression. It's a childlike expression where you say, God, I want you to be my dad. I want you to be in charge. It's surrender. The kingdom is surrender. It's not how intelligent you are. It's not how much you can see and you can figure out. Just one idea from God will accelerate you past all of your plans put together. Come on, just one word from God, just one strategy from heaven will cause you to accomplish more in a day than you can ever do in a lifetime. But see the real answer, and this is what I want to invite you into right now is surrender. It's turning your control into wonder. It's, t- it's turning your anxieties into holy excitement. It's saying true rest comes when I shift from childish to childlike. I don't want to be a childish parent. I want to be childlike and parented by my heavenly father. Come on, there's just such a healing moment that's stirring up across homes all around the world. Maybe because you've been fatherless, maybe because you've been motherless, maybe because you've tried your best and you feel so defeated because in this sermon, you've been made aware of all of your faults and failures. See, God is not uncovering these things to expose you. He's uncovering these things to heal you and then to give you a lasting covering in this moment, which is his son, Jesus Christ. He says, I'm going to allow you to clothe yourself. Give me the filthy rags. Give me the filthy rags of your own efforts, your own attempts, your own trying, your own striving. And then I'll give you what? Just like this word says. 
It says, clothe yourself in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, with compassion. Clothe yourself with kindness. Clothe yourself with humility, gentleness, and patience. Lose control in a form of worship right now and allow God to be the very thing that we struggle as adults to be for ourselves. A good Father. Come on, let's pray. All around the world, I want you to use my words right now. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says, Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and you will be saved. Sometimes that saving is saving from yourself. Father, come on, pray these words with me. Father, just call him Abba. Call him Father. Father, I thank you for saving me. Save me from myself. Save me from my bad habits. Save me from my addictions. Save me from my impulses. Save me from violating your seasons. Save me from my impatience. Give me your son, Jesus. I receive the sacrifice of the cross. In Jesus' name, come on, everybody said, Amen, amen, amen. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to stay plugged in. I want you to do whatever you can right now to get connected in the comments. Click one of those links right now because this is the beginning of a journey, not the end of it. This broadcast is getting ready to come to an end, but your journey on this sacred way of Jesus has just begun for many of you around the world. I'll see you guys in connect groups. I'll see you guys live at lunch, and I'll see you guys next Sunday as we continue you this teaching series on rest. Do nothing. Come on. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. You know, when we started this journey today, I asked the question, how are you doing? And tried to check in with you. But did you know that we built out some ways that we can connect with you one-to-one? That's right. So go to v1.church, www.v1.church, and click contact and reach out to us. Let us know how you're feeling, how we can help you. If you haven't already, sign up for a connect group. And yes, we have groups that meet in different time zones, whether that's that's Michael, my friend from San Francisco that recently joined us, or Janice and the crew from London. We even have Western European times. We have groups that are meeting so that you can make new friends, make new relationships that sustain you through every season of life. And of course, I will see you next week as we continue this series on rest, do nothing. Love you, fam.